All right, we good? I'm good. Omar Jenkins. Right. What's up, bro? Omar came in with a Poland Spring bottle, had to bless him with the Essentia. How's it going, man? Where are you coming from? About to switch up. Uh, I'm coming from Brooklyn right now. I just moved over to Brooklyn, so I'm in Sunset now. Yeah, Sunset Park? Sunset Park, yep. Okay, dope. I'm actually, I'm pretty familiar with that. That's like by the um, NR train over yep. there. NR train, D train, yep. Nice, bro. So what did yeah. you do today before you hopped on over here? Shit, uh... Dropped the clip today on Instagram on Reels, and it's actually doing all right. Let's go. I see you do that a lot. You're dropping a ton of stuff at, from Broadway Comedy Club? Yes, as much as possible. Okay. Might as well, since I'm getting the time there. Yeah, yeah. yeah so for the most part, um, what are you there? Like a few times a week? House yeah. shows? Yeah, but yeah. How, only house shows, really. Um, I think I could do one private show if I'm like cool with the person who's producing it, but for the most part. Yeah, okay. The tile show. And then, um, I, I mean, also you produce a show. Where was the first time I saw you? Prohibition Comedy, which is yes, on, yes. what, 28th and 3rd? 28th and 3rd, I believe. 100%. Okay. Yeah, Factory 380. Well, I used to. I used to I used to be with the Prohibition guys, but I, I left. Okay. You know. So are you, you're starting your own show, though. I think I've yeah. seen that before also. Yep. Started a new show, All In Comedy. Okay. Right now, and uh, we're also in Brooklyn, but in Crown Heights, I believe. I'm not 100% sure on Brooklyn. On the, on the I mean, neighborhood? Yeah, yeah Brooklyn. Why, are you so you just moved into uh, Brooklyn? Uh, a year ago, but I haven't explored yet. Where are you uh, from? I'm from the Bronx. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So, so you've been yeah. you've been in Bronx like your whole life, though. Yeah, whole life, and then like here, like going to Brooklyn or even being in Manhattan area is kind of awkward. Yeah, yeah, like just meeting people and how people are and who's around. <laughs> it's it's definitely a culture shock. Well, right? also it, it kind of takes an underratedly long amount of time from the Bronx to get to Manhattan, right? Yes, yes, yes. That used to suck when I was. Hitting mics, it'll take me like an hour and 30 to get down into the yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once I get in the area, I got to move around. You know, I'd, I'd get some shit done. Yeah. Because once you're out, and you got that hour 30 ride back, uh-huh. you might as well hit like three or four mics. Was um, Broadway Comedy Club one of the first clubs that you started really, um, you know, getting your groove on in terms of, for the most part, of stand-up? Yes, yeah, I would say. I would say 100%. Um, just from doing the industry room, and I was like, oh, this is... Pretty fire. Mm-hmm. Like, the room is full. Yeah. This is not a mic. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. the real deal. And I really do feel like uh, it's better to, like, work out material there and, like, you know, just get a feel of how it is. You know, just just that feel is it, real nice. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much the first place that I tried to get at, and it kind of you know, got worked. And, <laughs> and you grew up in the Bronx, and yeah, you've been South, there your South whole Bronx, life yep. besides um, moving to Brooklyn. Yes, yes. Um, well, I, I mean, I did. I moved out for a little bit. I used to be in the military. Oh, dope. Yeah, so I was in the Marines. Um, and then I went and left and lived in, like, North Carolina for a little bit. And I also lived in Hawaii. And then I moved back to the Bronx. Dope, dude. Yeah, so you've yeah. had a full life already. How long were you full in the military life, for? Three years. Three years. Three, and, th- yeah. and that was right after high school? Right. Like, literally right after high school. Like, I graduated early just so I could go. So I was, like, 17 and a half so you were you were like fired up to go into the military, oh, yeah, like yeah, by yeah. choice. I was, fired, I was fired up, yeah, wow, by choice, hundred nice. uh, percent. I didn't really um, believe in the whole college shit at the time, and then also I was like, yo, like I want to do something. Like I don't know what to do, but I want to do something that's different. Um, so I, I pretty much like was working at McDonald's. Yeah, I was working at McDonald's. Uh, if anybody knows in Castle Hill, uh, in the Bronx, there's a McDonald's around the corner from the Marine Corps recruiting station. I came out of that fucking place at McDonald's. I was like, yo. The fuck! I, I hate this. Job. You need to mix it up. Yeah, I'm in school and like working at McDonald's. Yes, yeah. so trash. It was the trashest job ever. I could never do it ever again. But still, right? I walk around the corner, and the Marine office is right there. So I'm like, fuck! I'm just going here and see what's up. And at the time, I was an athlete too. I was I was on the wrestling team, so you know I was pretty fit. And the guy just had me do like pull ups, and I think I did like a good like during the first interview. First, like he just said, "Hey, get up on the bar real quick," and I was just going pushing him out. <laughs> like he was like, yeah. "You'll be perfect." Yeah, yeah. I was pushing him out, bro. Like, I did, I did like fucking thirteen. Oh, yeah. solid. Yeah, solid. I was like a hundred. Like, you're like, you're damn. You're like David Goggins out there. Yeah, yeah. I was just pulling him out. <laughs> the fucking bar was like squeaking and shit, and it was like already blood on the hand wrap. For yeah, the, for the fucking thing. So when I grabbed huh. it, I'm like, "Ugh, this is disgusting." But I was, still, I grabbed it, you know. And he was like, yeah, you're good, you're good. He's like, what job do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. What is the guy standing on the tank doing? He's like, yeah. uh, yeah, I got you. And then you know, I just went infantry from there. So you went to Hawaii from the Bronx? Or where did no, you go first? Um, so first you have to go to training. You have to go to um, Paris Island. So that's where I got my... Uh, that's North Carolina? Oh, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Um, you do your um, do boot camp there, which is pretty sick. You know, it's... it's 
How was that? Describe boot camp oh, for those man. who don't know. Because I think when people just hear about boot camp, or I mean, really even see any time when you know people are actually in boot camp, people are just getting yelled at, and for the most part, anyone who's in the boot camp is usually struggling. So, how does it kind of look like on a day to day basis? Wow. Um, so I'd say, let me take this whole my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, put it down here. Yeah. yeah, yeah you put basically, it it's it's just a thing of like first when you get there is like a shock. Because you don't really know what's going on. Your whole body's like, you basically shut down kind of from fear. Because you're like in this environment that's just not safe. Well, just, and they put you on the bus and then they take you to Paris Island, I guess. And yes. then that's when so it starts? First, they, um, they, get, they get you a flight to South Carolina, right? And then once you land in South Carolina, they have a bus that picks you up from this airport. And then once you get on the bus itself... You can't even look out the window. You have to put your head down and tuck your head under. But what I did was it was like dark. So I looked up and I just was just seeing like lakes and just like grass. And I was just not in my area. Like I only grew up in the city. So when I looked out, I was just like seeing just farmland, just darkness. And then when you get off the bus, I remember it. Um, dude just gets, he starts yelling. He's like, Yeah. And their voice is not like our voice is like, um, it's like raspy. Like a, it's like a frog voice. It's like, you ever heard it? It was like a, like, like, like that. Right. Like, just like, like they've been screaming for like the, freaking months yes. on it. So their voice is strained out. He's like, get the fuck off the bus, bitches. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. And then he you know, step on the footsteps. You fucking, you, you run in. It is just a whole experience. You have to call your parents one last time. Because I'm like mad young. Yeah. I'm like 17 years old. So I, you have to call them, but you can't like talk to them. You have to like read the script. You have to read the script. So it's like, a, um, I've just landed here in Paris Island, and I'm okay. Um, they're going to take care of me. I'll see you in three months. Bye. And then you have to hang up the phone. My dad's like, hello, hello, hello. Bang it on him. It was crazy. Yeah, a big culture shot. You get your hair cut. Yeah, full buzz. Full buzz. Uh-huh. And it wasn't like a like a buzz. It was like more of a scrape. You got to scrape my fucking head. He like, I've never had my hair cut like that before. He fucking took the clippers and just. Bang, bang. Right, because you got like a ton of guys to just oh, get yeah. through. You know how you have like sometimes you have a little bump on your head. Yeah, somewhere? sure, it's yeah, getting yeah. cut open. Oh yeah. What cut did the right breakdown kind of look like on that bus between like um, male and female? Like how many females? Were oh, it would. There were no females. Uh, females take a different bus. Yeah, okay. you. Once I got on that bus from that airport, I didn't see another chick until like maybe three weeks. Or could, well, could, I didn't have any contact with women the whole time I was there. Right. But but you guys don't do like um, lunch ladies, lunch ladies. you don't do um like missions together or anything, the men and the women? Um no, not at all. I mean the most we'll do is like do a shooting range and they'll be there in the area. Yeah. But um yeah, we don't really talk at all. We can hear them in the distance. But those women are just like naturally louder than us. So when they're like doing their whole cadences and just marching, we could hear that shit. But you know, that's pretty much stony. So how long is boot camp? Just three months. Three, three months. months. And then after that three months, what, what happens? You go so, back home and then they figure out where to put you? Yeah. So you go back home and then you go to your, your school. So like say if you're an airplane guy, you go to aviation place. Or if you're like a, say a cook, you go to the cooking school. Um, I was infantry. So they sent me to school of infantry, which is like, I'm making bad decisions so early on in life. Like, it was rough. Like, I'm talking about rough shit. Like it, what? Like what? Um, Shit, where do I start? There's so much. Even, even let's go back to boot camp, though. Boot yeah, camp yeah, itself please. was even, it is, it is, it was just like an experience. Like, I was so physically fit from the torture, you know? And it wasn't like, uh, like how they say, oh, um, dude's yelling at you. Um, you got to do push-ups. No, these dudes will punch you, like, right in the face. In the mouth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the mouth. Wait, but on, on, in terms of what? You're not listening? Not trying oh, yeah, hard yeah. enough? I mean, they could just pretty much just punch you in the face pretty much anytime, anywhere. You could just, like, I was just standing there one day. Um, it was, I was taking a break from uh, drilling. So they were doing half the platoon drilling and half the two, platoon waiting and, like, cleaning shit, whatever. You know, whatever they managed to do. Dude just walked by, just clocked me right in the jaw. Bam! Did you get seriously hurt from that? Yeah, I mean, but it was, all, it was all the time, though. So it was like, whatever. Yeah, but it was crazy, though. So shit like that, anything. If you fuck up, you're just, you're getting fucked up. So ideally, I mean, they're just trying to make you as hard as possible if you were to be, like, invading a country. That's ideally Yeah, the yeah, they want to, well, they pretty much just want to see if you will quit. If you will quit. 
So that way they could just, you know, weed you out and then get you the fuck out. Because then you're, like, kind of pussy if you do quit. But, you know, you do have to endure some stuff that, you know, is, like, kind of, like, for instance, like, spitting. One time, this dude, uh, we used to call him uh, Stab Sergeant Sergeant Wet Mouth. Dude just walked up to me, right? I I wear glasses. Um, I have my glasses, right? This dude's, like, yelling at me, and he's purposely making his mouth juicy, you know? So when he was yelling, he would, like, announce the words to where the spit would come out perfectly. And he like it was so bad that it was like just leaking down the glasses, like leaking oh, down. Man. Yeah, yeah, he was bad. He was so it's just abuse on all fronts to see if you can handle it. Yeah, yeah, they just want to see if you're gonna quit. And then they they one time they fucking told me he was like, because you have to do what they say no matter what. Like no matter what, you have to literally do the thing that they say. So the guy was like, "Yo, go tell the um the drill instructor that you quit right now." And I was like, "Fuck, I, that's fuck." I'm like, damn, I got to. So I technically said it. So, like, I just, like, ran to this guy. He's in the conversation, by, mind you. I ran up to this guy. I'm like, hey, this recruit does not quit. So I technically said what he told me to say. But I, didn't, I said not. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, who sent you? I was like, the other drill instructor? Not like that, of course. I'm like, sir, this recruit was sent by. Sir, this guy sent me, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> but, you know, in regular voice, I'm fucking, yeah. In New York guy voice. Yeah, so I'm, and then he's, he's looking back at me. He's a black dude, too. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. He's like, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. So I'm like, yeah, he's going to fuck. He's going to fuck me up, whatever. Like, no, like the next morning, like it was like, because we wake up at 4 a.m., right? It was 3.30. Now, this dude's black as night. Like, I'm black, but he's like, like, black he's sweatshirt. Black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, eyes are like wide and shit. Like, creepy looking dude. 3.30. I roll over, right, to the other side of the bed. I look over. I'm like. This dude's fucking face is right here. Like, all, come on the top bunk. He's staring there looking at me. And he's like, he's like, like all jokes aside, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, I'm like, damn, he's going to fuck me up. But he was like, no, no, like, not working out. Like, I'm going to actually kill you. Like, you're, you're dead. I'm going to kill you today. Like, your heart's going to stop today. And he just walked away. He just walked away. What did he proceed to do that day? Oh, man. That dude was fucking me up. Like, from four... In the morning. I think I worked out for 24 hours straight. Like, straight. All the way around until the next day. Then he was like, so I'm working out, right? He's doing everything. I'm talking about the dude had me, like... Planks, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, all that shit. That stuff. Burpees. In the sand. And then, like, once that wasn't working, he, like, put me in this bush with mosquitoes. And I had to, like, hold my ears and do a plank. But it's, like, concrete bushes. Yeah. So it was, like, concrete and then bushes. So I'm, like, here... And I'm just holding it, so I'm, like, planking for, like, 30 minutes. But I'm yeah. confused as to, so somebody told you, what was the uh, title of the person who told you to go up to this person? Was it, like, a sergeant? Um, so lieutenant? there's, like, five different drill instructors. Okay. So there's a head drill instructor, and then there's, like, the other ones. Yeah. So they all have, like, different jobs. So one of them is supposed to teach you, uh, one of them is supposed to discipline you, and then another one's supposed to, like, help, you know, assist that guy. And there's, like, different jobs that they have to help you with. Because you have to, like, be good at shooting. You have to be, like, knowledgeable. And, uh, yeah, you just have to. There's, like, a drill um, drill instructor. And then the head one just owns all of them. So, yeah, that's how that goes. But what were you supposed to do in that situation when some one of your instructors told you to go tell a guy that you were supposed to quit? And then you said, I'm not going to quit. And then the guy said, I'm going to kill you. Like, what the hell happened? Oh, no, yeah. So, in that situation, there was no win either way. So, I was like, I already <laughs> knew it was up. Like, I was like, yeah, he's going to fuck me up. But I was used to it, you low-key. But then at the same time, it was like, yeah, let's let's just see what so happens. So there was a, no way or for you if you went up to that guy and was like, I'm going to quit today. Either way, you think you would have said I'm going to kill you? Yeah, yeah. And there was also no way that I was going to quit either. Because I nice. did see like how You're they hard, treated bro. It You're had hard. to be hard. There yeah. was a dude. Um, there was this white kid. He was uh, sleeping next to me. I forget his name. But he went crazy in the head. Like he went, he lost his fucking mind. Because we were like... Since we're next to each other on the bunk beds, when we go to the bathroom, it's like he a was below big you. Sink. Uh, he's no, he's on the next bunk, like across from you. But they're both you're and both on down. the top bunk. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. Well, however, like the things lined up when we go to the bathroom, like we always brush our teeth together. Yeah. Right. So I'm brushing my teeth. Right, brushing my teeth. Right, and mind you, this is quick because from the time you wake up at 4 a.m., you're downstairs with all your gear on, ready to go at 4:04. Nice. So I made you. Piss, shit, shave, put your clothes on, grab your rifle, 
and it's down the stairs. And we were on the top fucking floor. So, right? This kid couldn't have been like more than 18. He's brushing his teeth, right? And then he just starts looking like deep into the mirror. And then he just starts brushing it so hard that his mouth starts bleeding. Like it's just straight blood coming out. So I'm like, whoa, bro, you good? You're like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, oh, shit. Like blood spraying. And then, like, I, I'm like, oh, shit, like, what's going to happen right now? So all I know is that he went to go talk to one of the drill instructors, and he ended up quitting. That was the last time you saw him? Yeah. No, I saw him for, like, two weeks because he just sat down in the corner on the concrete floor for two weeks straight. At um, Paris Islands, though? Yes. In the corner, just sat there with, like, a sweatsuit on. Sad. No way I'm going to do that. So, you know. You couldn't, you couldn't really quit. This kid was sitting there, and then it was so fucked up that they were like, yeah, because we had to bring him food from the chow hall. So when we'd have to pick up food from him, they are like, yeah, don't get him nothing good. So I'd get him, like, two slices of bread. Um, What was that shit called? Cottage cheese? Oh. The white shit? Gross. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> you know, like, little shit. Raisins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, an apple. Damn. So was there any... Do you have any fond memories of boot camp besides the extreme amount of hard work you did for three months where you're like, oh, ha ha, this part's cool. Oh, yeah, there was a day um, where we had got tasked out to, I believe, clean a church because there's like it's a whole base. So the first time they gave us like a little bit of freedom to like just do a working party, which was like fire as fuck. Like, isn't that sad? Like the working party was like the highlight. I'm like, oh, yes, we're going to have to be free for like two hours or whatever. So me and my boy um, Smith. Um, Smith was honestly retarded. Like he, he was, he was like, that's, that's the word I could only use because he was like not mentally, he was handicapped, uh-huh. like for sure mentally handicapped, but he was tough enough to endure the training. So he was here yeah. chilling. Funny guy, but you know, actually mentally insane, not insane, but just like not smart. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Autistic, most likely. Sure. Like really, really autistic. Right now, he's a funny character, and I'm with this guy, so I'm just enjoying the time. You know, just he's making me laugh, right? So then I tell him, I'm like, hey, look, the priest has a refrigerator in his office. Let's break in there and drink a cup of soda. That was going to be my day. Yeah. Right? We fucking, he just got bust through the door. So strong, so big and strong. Bust through the door. Now he's holding it while I'm in the refrigerator raiding it, right? I'm fucking getting grapes. This guy had grape soda, fucking cherry, yeah, everything. This shit, like peanut butter. I took, like, three cups. I remember, like, because I didn't have, a like, a cup of soda in maybe about three months. So when I drank it, it was so good, but I fucked my whole stomach up for, like, a long time. Uh-huh. Like, for good. Yeah. Yeah, I was fucked up. But it was good. Just the taste of it, you know. We had some cookies in there. There was some cookies. Oh, man. That was, that so was that so was, good. like, your, that was your, you didn't get caught for that? No, not at all. Nobody was there. Um, it wasn't like a, like the popular church. It was the Church of Zion. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard of that before? No, maybe never. Have. Maybe never. have. Yeah. So th- those are big things back then, like cookies and fucking like juice and like Damn, socks. Dude. There was a kid that uh, he went Jewish, black dude, went Jewish for a cookie. Like he came back with a fucking. Yarmulke? Yep. With a yarmulke on his head, eating a cookie. The funniest shit in the world. But, you know. Damn. Little so, shit. So your process from being in the military for three years, were you potentially going to be in the military your whole life? Or, like, why did why did you kind of stop? Oh, no, no, not at all. Because um, of my MOS was just infantry. So yeah. it wasn't so fun at all. It was pretty much, like, hard work all the time. So, you know, it's definitely, like, chill. Let's not do this for a long time. Like, I was, like, when I left, I was, like, what, 21? Yeah. I was like an old man, kind of. Like, and you I came, felt and it you, in the body. You came back to na, to New York? Yeah, yeah. So I came back to New York, um, and, I, and I moved to the Bronx. But I was moved around in the Bronx until I decided to move to Brooklyn. And then started doing, no. Well, I mean, I started doing comedy while I was in the Bronx. And I was like, oh, shit, like, this is fun. Because they have, they have some stuff over there, like Malcolm uh, Malcolm X Boulevard up there, right? A few shows? Um, I think that's in, that's in Harlem. Oh, awkward. Um, my bad. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they do have a few comedy shows up there that I've seen. Not so many, right? I haven't. I've seen one, maybe it's someone called at the Bronx Brewery or something I heard about May, that. You know what? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But um, I, for the most part, I started Eastville in, uh, I mean, I started um, comedy in Eastville in Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, so that's where I was at. And then it was like a pandemic thing, because like, that's like mid, actually beginning pandemic, I started 
And we were just, it was just the same people. Every day, same mics. I'm talking about from Monday to Sunday. Really? <laughs> Two mics a day. And, and then you go, like, you go to like Seller 77 also, or you were just yes, like East yeah. a lot? Okay. So sometimes um, you if you get on at like Sunday, they would have a... A four o'clock mic at Eastville, yeah. then you could run the climate and do maybe two mics there, and then run back and catch the six uh-huh. at Eastville. And then, if you wanted to, you could go back to climate and do like the nine or ten. If you could get off the the first mic early, you could like smooth your bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you uh, just put me up first? I got to go right now. Right, 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 right. And then, like, once you do your set, you just fucking bounce. Yeah. Even though it's fucked up, I believe. <laughs> I, 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 I do think that's fucked up. Well, you know what? I, in terms of like doing uh, shows at the stand, for the most part, a lot of people will just be like, oh, I got to get out, or oh, can I go last? Yeah. By the way, Omar Jenkins <laughs> on the Ted Jones Comedy Show tomorrow night, Tuesday, March freaking. What is tomorrow, guys? Is it what's today? Oh, March 20th. Excuse me. Tuesday, March 29th, 7 p.m. Omar will be on the show tomorrow. But yeah, man, like the, the amount of times comics have just been like, yo, can I go first? Yo, can I go last? Whatever. It doesn't really yeah, make yeah. so much of a difference. But if you don't have to go first or go last, it usually is nice to the person putting on a show because so they can kind of put them whenever, you know, as, as of course, um, you know. So uh, moving to Brooklyn, how long have you been in Brooklyn for? You already say that up top? Um, no, yeah, I did. I did for a year. A I've year been there right for now. a year now, and honestly, Brooklyn is so fire. Yeah, it's dope. It's also close to a ton of comedy clubs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really go to the ones that are in Brooklyn though, because mm-hmm. I'm at Broadway. But yeah, still, for the most part, it's pretty, it's pretty fire. Um, so what in like at Broadway? Are you up um a few times a week like hosting or how does no, that really not work? hosting. Um, I haven't started hosting there yet, but I'm just you know working the door there and pretty much just taking the spots as they come okay or try to get as many as possible right you know um but yeah um what you were saying about brooklyn yeah i was just asking how long you've been there oh yeah just about a year just about yeah. a year um i moved into a brownstone first in brooklyn mm-hmm. which is like 10 blocks from where I, I live right now and um you know it was definitely like a shock because I, I, I i'm you know not from around like manhattan brooklyn area so just like like for instance like the first time I like when I moved here, I had my roommate was gay. He was a gay dude, mm-hmm. and he wasn't. It was, like, it was a random roommate. Yeah, because I, I found through this like agency, like where you like pay two hundred bucks and you find a roommate for you, which is pretty cool. Well, you went to the agency in hopes of finding an apartment, and you were also like, "Oh, and I need a roommate." By the way, no, no. Um, so basically, he was a person in the apartment looking for a roommate, and he applied to this company, and then the company makes it, it, they match you with um the guy. So when I was on the phone with him, I just thought he was like weird or something, but <laughs> like he just talked weird. Yeah, he, he just talked like he was from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. He's like he maybe he has like a lisp or something, like something weird. And then like when I like talked to him, I was like, oh, this guy's gay, uh-huh. which is like a thing that I'm not used to sure. at all. Like, yeah. Really. Even in the Bronx, like there would be a gay guy, but it'd be a group of gay guys, and they'd uh-huh. be like Jamaican, so you're not gonna say nothing to them. But um. Here it was like just a white gay dude, and I was like, "Oh wow, like that's cool and all." I, I don't know, this is weird. But I, you know, I just started living there, and you know, it was just like culture shocks like that, like shit like that. Yeah, like I, I didn't know any gay people. I didn't know any trans people. And you have a a roommate still now, though. Yeah, I have a roommate now. Um, and from comedy or just another? Yeah, so a, yeah, comedy roommate. Um, you may have heard of him, Juju, February. Maybe I've seen. Doing, I, you know, I've definitely seen his name. I've seen yeah, his name. Like he light skinned black dude. Okay. Yeah. And you guys are doing a show together. Yeah, we're doing the all-in comedy show. Um, we're actually planning the next lineup today. Nice. So uh, we're going to throw the show. We're actually going to drop a carousel post on Instagram with all the um, comedians' pictures and everything after it gets all watermarked and all that good stuff. Nice, man. You know, so it, and, and honestly, that, six, that first show was successful. I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh-huh. And I feel like um, just since we first started the Eventbrite, that they kind of pushed it out just to like keep oh, us okay. coming back. Or was that like your first Eventbrite uh, Yes, first thing? Eventbrite, okay, okay. yeah. So I feel like a lot of people came, yeah, because they just wanted to keep us hooked, and so I would keep using them, and yeah, because it was like a lot of people there. No, it wasn't a lot actually. It was just sold out for the effort that was put in. Uh huh. It's always funny. I, I have found I found that like um like the first shows that we do at like a new location, those always tend to do really well. Mm-hmm. And then like the second and third time, you kind of get a better feel from it. But also like New York City comedy, even at the stand, you know, I was telling another comic um earlier today. It's just like you never really know what night and what time it's going to hit really hard. You know, 
obviously like Friday and Saturday night, anywhere from like 7 to 10 p.m. It's going to be a great show. You know you're oh, going to yeah. get a good turnout. But some shows, like we have tomorrow night, the show you're doing, mm-hmm. um, 7 p.m. on a Tuesday. Still, we're going to have a good ter- turnout, but like you never know if it's going to be freaking 25 people or 100 people sold out. You know, it's, it's just really... Um, a feel kind of thing for it. And maybe, you know, it has to do with the lineup, but I mean, as being a producer, as you know, it's all over the place. Comedy's a beautiful thing. That's a, that's the, that's the thing yep. about it. Yep. That's it's definitely, it's so beautiful. And it's crazy. I was thinking about this the other day, um, about like people who were, um, doing shows in the pandemic and they really didn't, there was no blueprint really to start a show. Like, I don't even know how did they even come about? Cause remember there were like fucking 50, there's like a million shows now, but, like in the pandemic, there were like a few shows that everybody was like going to, and it was just like a good vibe, mm-hmm. it was like a community. Like everybody just came together to preserve comedy and make sure that it stays. And uh, a lot of people worked really hard. Yeah, a lot of people worked really hard, and I was like amazed at it. I remember, but I was just starting comedy. But I remember, um, I don't know if you heard, you probably definitely heard, uh, Penthouse Comedy. They were doing like yeah, big, big, yeah, big yeah, shows, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? During the pandemic, they were doing that. Yeah, they, were, when, they had some shows. when they weren't supposed to be. For sure not. Uh-huh. Definitely not. Could not have been. And it was like crazy. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. people are still coming to see comedy here? Like, is this shit this important? Like, it's crazy. And it was just a nice thing, you know, just to see that happen. Like, see people, like, fight to keep it going. I don't Relevant. feel like another um, genre of, like, entertainment will do that. Like, for instance, like, I don't think, well, like, like in the rap scene, they they, they would not put on, like, like little concerts here and there to keep things going. Yeah. But in comedy, everybody's, like, kind of, like, so together a little bit. Yeah. That it makes it, like, a like a family. So like during family. the uh, during the day, you had mentioned you, um, what, you work with Geek Squad? Yes, yes. So Omar came over here. He was like, dude, what's your Wi-Fi password? I was like, damn, man. I can't remember the last time somebody asked me that. First of all, I can't remember the last time somebody came over here <laughs> and was just hanging out and asked me for the Wi-Fi password. So that's probably why I didn't know it. But Omar came over, was just trying to t- uh, hack it away. And you knew everything about the Wi-Fi box that I had over here. I was super impressed. So kind of talk about working for Geek Squad and what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, like, so I pretty much work. I work in Manhattan. So um, I kind of, like, been to, like, a million people's houses. And I could kind of tell, <laughs> you know, who who uh, made their own Wi-Fi password and who's the type of person that would not make their own Wi-Fi right, password. Right, so I'm the type of person that would not make no it. Way, or you might yeah. thought that I may have made it. But you were like, what's Maybe. the password? And then what was it? I guess we shouldn't say it on air. Whatever. Yeah. If you guys are <laughs> If you guys are listening, it's Young Peach. I can't remember. What was it, 18? Not a, not a clue. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, there's no way this guy changed his password. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no way. Like, How do no you know? way. I was like, well, I know. Yeah, <laughs> you were like, just check the box. No, check that line down there. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. But what is, so you go to people's houses and are you dealing with a lot of older people for the most part? Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of old people. Like a ton of old people. And is it usually simple stuff that you're dealing with? Yeah, sometimes it's just uh, like them misunderstanding something and then, uh, other times it's like something new, like a new product or a new device where, you know, you just teach them how to use it. And it's like I feel like I feel like that whole generation really just forgot. They Not did. forgot, but they just they missed it. They missed the also, whole boat. It's also gotta be pretty intimidating, man. Like there's some things that I started like, even this podcast, you know, like the first four months of having the podcast, we had a producer for the first uh sixty episodes of the nice. show. Shout out producer Pat. So he, for the most part, was in charge of syncing the audio here and the video and then uh, chopping it up and putting it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But that took me so long to figure out how to do that. As simple as that sounds, there really are a lot of moving pieces. So I can imagine, like, if I was 30 years old and I had to learn how to use the internet for the first time, how to use email, as easy as it is today, yeah. it's a little intimidating. So I would oh, definitely yeah. call you, like, a bunch of times. I wouldn't stop hitting your line just to yeah. be like, oh, is this right? Like, is this Wi-Fi password correct? So I can definitely see how older people would get um, confused just by the new wave of things. Um, do you have, like, um, or do you find yourself having more of an easy time when you're with those older people just because it's, like, quick and an easy job? I mean, no. I mean, I used to. I used to at my job. I used to be like the guy that was like uh, super, you know, ready to help, and then, uh, you know, trying to work hard. But then, like, as soon as I started doing comedy, that made my job so fucking trash. And that's been about three years. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, doing comedy? Yeah. No, I've been doing the comedy for a year. Okay. So I've been doing comedy for one year, but a year and a half maybe. Hmm. But um, you know, once I started, you know, doing comedy. It just really just made my job so boring and trash. Like, I just 
really just got so grossed out by. I'm like, oh, this is trash. Yeah. Like, especially after I did like one. I did a one show where I got paid like a hundred bucks. Oh wow! I was like, bro, damn! I don't need to be working here. Yeah, fuck this shit. Uh, I, I don't want to like. That's how fuck. so many comics feel. It's so yeah, funny. like I mean, even the little shit. Like, hey, give me a meal in, in the bar. Yeah, I'll do a show. I'll do. I'll go as hard as possible yeah. for a little meal. Even that hundred bucks right there felt better than the whole fucking check. Really, like yeah. the whole check. I was just like, throw that shit. I don't care. But you know, so basically now it's a little bit rougher. Now I'm like kind of dead eye. In the house, you know, um, but it's a cool job. It's a cool job. Um, I got to meet a lot. I got to meet a few comedians actually. I met Sam Morrow. I was at his house for through Geek Squad. Yeah, through Geek Squad. Like no way. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally went to his house. Um, I saw that. I didn't know who it was at first though. I didn't even know him as yeah. A they just at all. oh okay they yeah. But it was definitely his name. And I went to his house, and then uh, it was him and the the white chick was there too. Um, Taylor Tomlinson. Okay, she was there too. And I was like, oh shit, I didn't know he was a comedian at all. Then I was like, when he answered the door, I was like, why is this guy's like shirt so bad? But then like the building is so nice. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, how does he got this guy have the money to afford this? And like, I was just like, you know, I was installing his shit for him. Um, pretty cool guy. Dude had a, a double, um, an extra large Magnum condom on his fucking desk. I was like, <laughs> Yo, he was like the Geek Squad guys coming over. Got to throw this on. Yeah, he was like, let me just clear this off the table. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it was like that big. It was mad big. This guy's crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, this guy's, he was a good guy. Though. Craziest Geek Squad story, though, besides that? That's um, pretty freaking crazy, though. Craziest Geek Squad story. Um, like, so, old lady show up naked at the door, something like that. I don't know. Go ahead. You were about to say. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's definitely some weird situations. Um, sometimes I have to go into, like, hoarders' houses. So oh, man. there are some people who live in like see a building like this, like somebody probably would have lived in this building before it got like renovated. Or for the most or they could still be there, you yeah, know, they like fifty years later, whatever. Exactly. It is. And the building's just trying to buy them out, basically. Um so but then their apartments is just fucking trash. Like it's just they're old people, they can't really like move around and shit. So there's like piles of newspapers and bags and like books and these stupid old people shit. Um yeah, so then there was a guy, he was, like, on his bed, like, bed on the floor. Carpet was, like, it was in the carpet. It was just, like, a fabric that used to be there. It was just black. It's just, everything was so Does it smell like cigarettes in there? Oh, yeah. Cigarettes okay. and piss. But piss. Mostly piss. Like, yeah. a lot of piss. And his sister, like, she made the appointment, so she had to be there because he's, like, insane. But he was, like, nice to me, but he was, like, super sexist, though, to his sister. Yeah, he was like, uh, every time she'd say something, he's like, let the men talk. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So rude. Yeah, he's like, yeah, let the men talk. And I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> fuck. So um, talking about comedy, how comfortable are you on stage? How much time do you think you could be doing on stage if somebody said go as long as you can, Omar? I mean, there I've had some instances where, um, for instance, when I went to, um, I believe it was Pennsylvania. Yeah, I believe it was supposed to be. I did a show, and um, they wanted me to do 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. When I went there, I was expecting, like, oh, like, I'm expecting there to be, like, a whole bunch of, like, country, white people or something. Like, I'm making, like, a few riffs here and there. Yeah, like, crowd work there. and stuff. I came there, first off, but when I first got on stage, there was only two people in the audience. Just two. In Philadelphia? Yes. Or, wait, in uh, the... No, where was it at? Um, oh, who are you? Who'd you go there with? Pennsylvania. Sorry. Okay. Pennsylvania. You might have said Pennsylvania. Yeah, I yeah. Might have, Pennsylvania. I might have said Philadelphia. So who who'd you go there with? And there were only two people. Um, I went there with Mario Paisano. Okay. And um, I believe his girlfriend. Now. I think I did a show one time with Mario Ball at um, Broadway Comedy Club. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Ball had to do yes. short, yeah, very yeah, short, nice guy, yeah. super short. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is my guy. Um, yeah. So we went there. Um, when I got on stage. Not gonna lie, yeah. Um, his girlfriend brought me up kind of bad. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's pretty bad at that. She she uh, she was just like panicking low key because it was like two people there, and it was like bring your own bottle. So oh my god, they had a jug of fucking um, what's this shit called? It was probably Cavassier or some shit like that. And they're they on the table and they're just pouring cups. Two people. So she brings me up. She's like, oh, here's your next comic, Omar. I was like, oh. Just hey, Omar just, from yeah. The Wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just brought me up. I'm like, oh, shit. So I get up there, you know. 
the club is new, so um, there's no spotlight at all. So no spotlight. They just have the lights on. Just lights on. Um, and how many seats in the actual theater? A lot. A lot. So I would say there was at least 100 seats. Oh, man. And it was a wide, beautiful, if that was in New York, yeah. that would be amazing. Also, but, like, what 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 was the date? Was it Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, it was 2 p.m. or something? A, I believe it was a Saturday night. So maybe people just didn't, haven't heard of the spot yet at that particular I, time? It was at a strip mall. Okay. You know. Okay. It's still, it's still a good spot. Yeah. It's just if there were people there, that would be nice. Um, but it, it looked all right. It's just 100 seats and it's like directly in front of me in the back row, which is a couple of two. Not even white people. They're both like black um, grandparents. Just well, that's fuck. good. Right? Yeah, it was good. It was kind of good. But then, <laughs> you could have been like, you two look like my grandparents. All right. Yeah, what so what, like, what are we know, going with next? And, I, and the way I do it, like the way I do comedy is like I, I do a setup on Slime Bam, you know, and I, just, and I just roll like that. So when I did my first opener bit, that's like my gauger to see where the crowd's at or are they going to fuck with this type of style. And then when I threw that out there, I was like, oh, that because that has like a fucking 90% chance of working every time. It's just a matter of how loud the laughter is each first time. So when I threw that out there and they got nothing, I was like, okay, this is rough. So then, I mean, as I'm still going on stage, I did like two minutes of riffing. Three more people walked in. I started riffing on that. And then four more people walked in. Nice. I think at the end we had like seven people total in the audience. And I, I was like, it was started, it turned into a vibe a little bit. You know, I was just talking shit with the people. There's no materials being done. I was just, you know, just just going with the flow, riffing, just riffing and riffing. And it worked. I I did a good 19 and a half minutes. I felt, it felt all right. They were laughing a little bit. You know? So who headlined that show? Um, I don't like think who, there was, who was like that a main person. It was just like they brought you guys in from New York. Yeah, yeah. I believe I was. I was actually supposed to host. I think I was probably supposed to be the person headlining that one. Uh-huh. But um, I went up first because there's no way. I mean, they could have put Mario up first, but then it's like I kind of dragged him into this, you know. So I was like, yeah, I got. I'm gonna take this spot right now. Just don't uh-huh. worry. Um, he drove me there, so nice, you know. And it was a paid gig. Yeah, it was a paid gig. But after that gig, I mean, I still got to do 20 minutes of comedy. Yeah, and, dude. You know, I'm not in New York. It's paid. Why not? Dude, you can't ask for anything better. I mean, as you know, as everybody listening to this, as I've said before on the podcast, there are a lot of gigs that just aren't paid. Or you'll go to a comedy show, you'll do eight minutes, you'll get 10 bucks if you're lucky. You get 20 bucks if you're extremely lucky. And then if you're making $100 like Omar over here, it's almost unheard of in comedy. So uh, comedians, for the most part, work I'd say over 75% of their gigs for free. Like you even oh, hear yeah. like Jim Gaffigan, you hear people like even in the rap game, you like DJ college just working for free. And I think you do um, work for free a lot in the beginning, just to kind of prove yourself and kind of um, make sure that your name's out there. So what is on tap for you in the future, Omar, you know, just being um, pretty new to this comedy game. Um, yeah, honestly, I just want to um, put out as much content as possible. And I want to write as many jokes as possible. And I want, um, like a steady flow of of good writing. That's what I, I really focus on. I just want I just want a whole bunch because I love jokes, you know. So I just want to make sure, like, when I progress in my levels of comedy, that I'm just keeping the same amount of, you know, crisp to each joke, or like you know, at least trying as hard as I'm trying now. I don't want to lose that that um, the fire. To go, you know, if that makes any sense. No, it does. And you're going to be a little bit high right now. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, good, dude. Can I smoke in here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, of course. Yeah, of course I smoke. I just usually, I'm like not so quick when I smoke, so I usually don't smoke right before. But yeah, like that, like that shit up, bro. Um, Yeah, so I think in terms of like uh, comedy and just getting things going, once you start like opening your eyes and realize that you're going to do comedy for like the rest of your life. I mean, the jokes start to come to you, right? It starts to flow. Let me get you an ashtray. Keep going. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Also, I'm just gonna shout out my podcast now. Yeah, go ahead, cool? bro. So I just made a podcast, Omar's Place Podcast. Um, check it out. It's on Spotify. I was gonna get it on Apple, but I'm having like a problem uploading the the um, cover photo. But other than that, you know, it's out there. Are you on Anchor? I'm on Anchor. Yes. But the thing is, I'm getting this problem where I can't upload the picture because it's like some error on it. It says Alpha Channel, some bullshit like that. So I think I think what you should try and do is maybe go on your iPhone. I've had this issue sometimes. I mean, dude, the amount of issues I deal with on a, on a daily basis just between podcasts and the vlog stuff. If you just try and take a screenshot of it on your iPhone, 
and then put it back on your desktop. See if that works. That might help. I'm gonna try to do that actually. Yeah. Like, no, you can't do a file with like transparency in it. Something like that, or maybe sometimes the file is too big. But we did recently switch to Anchor, and I am loving it. And if you guys are watching Spotify, excuse me, if you guys are listening on Spotify right now, you'll see Omar and I right there on your screen. Yes, very exclusive. We have the Ted Jones World Podcast on Spotify. Not a lot of people have video on Spotify, so it's very nice to um, have video on it. All right, we're taking this hit. What is this? Um, that is fuck. So funny, I never actually asked what the strain is, oh, but this, this time I'm, I'm interested. This is cheetah piss. Where do, <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. I've actually heard of cheetah piss. Where do you get your weed these days? So there's this like low-key <coughs> spot. Yeah, this should be, this should be pretty strong. Uh, there's this low-key spot in Brooklyn um, where they, it's pretty much a weed bar. Like you go in there as if you're getting a drink, but yeah. it's just weed. I love it. Crazy. You're starting to see a lot of those around here. Like uh, yeah. they have Empire Cannabis Club. But um, I think when they actually make the licenses legit and fully legal, they have said that they're going to give the licenses to formerly incarcerated um, people who, like, got in trouble for weed, which is, like, a great sign. So, like, weed, yeah, so weed is not even, like, fully legal these days, but, um, I mean, it's just, it's such a gray area. Who cares anymore, really? I I mean, I'm a weed guy way over alcohol. Do you drink at all? I used to drink drink more. You guys heard me. I used to drink more, but now I'm more of a smoker. I mean, like, the only time I'll drink now is when, like, I'm in the club and I'll get, like... Let's go. Get, like, get in the soda. bottles. Yeah, not in the club, you know? Like, just, like, <laughs> in the club. I haven't been to a club in so long. Yeah, me too. Since, um... Since the clubs open back open, I haven't. Dude, I used to be a club promoter when I was, like, 19 years old. It was so Shit, funny. Was I was bringing, like, all my, all my friends to the club. I bring, like... 12 girls and three guys and then i would just get paid based on how many girls i'd bring so i'd get like 20 dollars a head and then if i sold a table or bottles i'd get like 20 i'm good on that i get like 20 percent of the um like the commission and stuff like that yeah that was a crazy time man like being 19 in the city when you were freaking working your ass off down there at boot camp (laughs) i was freaking getting wasted at the club that was a crazy time i also grew up in um new york city so I mean, I definitely understand when you talk about culture shock and stuff like that. Even just going out of Manhattan, man, it's just so yeah, different. Yeah. Going when, out of Manhattan. Yeah, like when the streets don't have uh, numbers and avenues on it, I start to get fucked. Like if we go to yeah. the West Village Soho, I'm like, Broom and Broad Street, where are yeah. we? You guys listening, you guys are from New York, you're like, those streets don't even connect. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm just I'm starting to learn just because yeah. like the subways and also going to all these comedy shows, you end up like all over the island. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, yeah I, I definitely get that. Even like, Moving down, I feel like I'm like a tourist. Uh-huh. Still, like I see stuff in Brooklyn, I'm just like, wow, that would never be in the Bronx yeah. at all, you know. So it's definitely it's so different, so different. Um, even like the there's like even like where I live now, like straight up like gay bars or like bars where it's just gay. Yeah, dude, and shit. you know this area is filled with it. We like started the gay bars in Chelsea. Yeah, like so it's definitely <laughs> like a so it's so weird. Just uh-huh. even how people talk and how they act, it's just a whole different. World. But then I could also see in Brooklyn how it used to be. I could kind of see remnants of like old Brooklyn, and I'm just like, ah, okay. Yeah. I can see what's going on here. But for the most part, you know, it's pretty safe. Do you have a favorite spot to hang out in Brooklyn? Like restaurant, bar, smoke um, lounge? I guess you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, pretty much there. I don't really hang out in Brooklyn like that. Okay. I don't really know anybody over here. Yeah. All my friends pretty much live in the Bronx. So I'm like, let's just like I'm going to a show and like I'm. But I don't really know. You visit the Bronx ever since? Your family's still there? Um, Yeah, they're still there. My family's still there. Um, Pretty much the whole family. But um, I haven't been there in, in the whole... In, since last year. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a minute. Your parents come down here to visit you? No, no, no. I haven't seen them in pretty much a year. Okay. Um, The funny thing about the Bronx is like those... I mean, it's not... I don't know why I said funny. But like the Bronx is so... Um, I mean, it has like such big apartments that like, I don't know. I yeah. feel like at some point I might question moving out just because like the four bedrooms that are like, what, 2,000 feet. It's like there's yeah. definitely a lot of room in some of those there's apartments, whole, right? Yeah. Even in Harlem, if you go up to Harlem, anywhere around like 113 to 130, the apartments are just huge. Like it's like like three times. This is pretty big though. Yeah. And what it's a day, like two bathrooms, three bathrooms, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, two, three bathrooms. I mean, people would never want to leave if they were in an apartment like yeah. that. I mean, then there's some nice, they're nice apartments. It's just that, like, when you go outside, somebody's getting shot. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, and it's like, I thought that shit was a myth too. 
Somebody's getting hit up right there. <laughs> Do you have you have Invisalign too? You're an yes, Invisalign guy? Only on your bottom or top? Um, both, both top and bottom. Yeah, I had both Invisalign ends. for a while. I had jaw surgery, so I had to. They cracked yeah, my jaw yeah, and then yeah. put the thing. What were you gonna say? Um, you would you just went this fucking and then I think you're about to say something when we were talking about your bottom uh, Invisalign and top Invisalign. If you guys are just listening on Apple Podcasts, we just smoked it. Relatively good sized dupe, so maybe that's why Omar's forgetting what he was about to say. Well, like, oh yeah, just people. Just, somebody might get shot outside. Like that was a big problem. I my biggest mistake in the Bronx was um, downloading the Citizens app. Oh man! Oh my god! Because I, I heard about it, I was like, "There's no hot. how. How would they get like live updates of the crimes as they happen? I just want to see." What it's just happen. a snitching app. Oh, I never yeah, really it was, used it. It's so and it's, people are on that app. Like, yeah, people are uploading pictures and comments. It's almost like a whole other social media. Yeah, it's interesting. Like your profile picture, you have a, like emotes and everything. It's Apparently, crazy. it's really only a New York thing, which maybe makes sense because like in the suburbs, like everybody's you know spread out far enough that like it wouldn't make sense for you to know what's going on. Three miles away. Exactly. Same thing, I guess, if like you're in the Bronx, you don't really care what's going on three miles away oh, down, yeah. downtown or something like that. And it was just such a bad thing to have because there would be straight up shootings within like a five minutes. Like it's one even said one minute. That's when I moved, actually. Like I already was doing comedy. I was like, this hour and 30 train ride sucks. And then some dude, I mean, I don't know if that shit's good, but whatever. Some fucking dude, fat dude got chased down in the alley right where I slept. My head, like, there was a wall, like a, like a drywall, and, like, you know, some insulation, brick, and then this dude dying, dead. He was fat, too. Like, how he ran, it was just, they, they, like, those whole, seeing the footage. Would you see the CCTV? No, actually, the, the, for, the, for my house. So my landlord has a camera on top of the thing that was right in front of the building. Oh, and he was like, Omar, look what just happened next to your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it didn't show like what happened next to my head. It just showed him running, and guys day. chasing him. Yeah, and then they, it was like what seven in the morning, and the detective. This is like the third time this has happened to me in my life in the Bronx, which is like the last time I'm like yo fuck this, like four of them like seven in the morning, bang 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 bang. I'm like oh shit. I, I get up. I'm wearing my boxers, and they're like hey uh, we need the um, um the footage from the cameras up there, and like the whole block is looking, like the whole area. It's just outside looking at my door. So I'm like, wait, but why did they ask you that? Why did they say you? Because they saw the cameras and they saw, they, they knew where things happened and they knew where the body was. So it had to be close to the area where the, the crime happened. So they wanted to use your entrance to it? No, they wanted to use the camera. They wanted to get access to the camera footage on top of the building that my landlord had. But why were you? So they just wanted to get into the building. That's why they knocked on yeah, your door. So it was like one of those um single. So there was like a basement and there was like a house and I'm renting the basement out. So it looks like two apartments, like it's basically a full apartment on the bottom. Oh, okay. But you know, I was renting it from him, but they have cameras on the house facing out towards the street. And basically the footage showed somebody getting out the car, chasing this dude. He falls, gets back up and then that's it. That's all you see in the camera. And then, but they found the body like right in the alleyway. Next to my bedroom. So I was like, oh, hell no. This dude was there. Like, like a ghost or some shit. Like, you know, it's just this bad vibes right yeah. there. And it was like, I was assuming to myself, I'm like, okay, I could stay here because the apartment was nice. It was a nice apartment. Beautiful apartment. But I was like, okay, what are the chances that I get randomly shot? Like, if I was to, like, be honest with myself, I think I asked my boy. And we said, I said 30. He said 20. Percent chance. You just might get shot. So I was like, you know what? Like, why it's the fuck do we it. live here? Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, I'm. I feel like I'm good enough to like move over down the down there. Uh-huh. Yeah, like let's let's get the fuck out of here. Like this is crazy. Yeah, it was it was a pretty bad area, and the Bronx Zoo is right there, like right next to it. So it's like this is a monument basically, and they're doing crime like this in this area. It's crazy. But you feel like Sunset Park is pretty safe. Yeah, it's it's definitely more comfortable. Um, I. People, when I do tell people that I live in Sunset Park, they kind of, I feel like they look at it as being still a ghetto spot, but compared to where I live, no way, no way. Just a chill spot. Yeah, man. Very comfortable. Like, I could walk with my phone out, count money, fucking <laughs> do anything. Really. I'll fucking smack a random person. Like, this is, <laughs> You're good. I'm chill over there. I'm like the toughest guy over there. All right, good, man. 
All right, yes. Omar, thank you, bro. So what, I mean, you want to know anything else about me or, or what, bro? Yeah, let's, uh, fuck. Um, so you, you're a vlogger. A vlogger, and we do podcasts and the Ted Jones Comedy Show. That's uh, that's, it, that's, that's it. my full-time job for the most part right now. That's it. So um, I worked at my dad's company for six and a half years mm. and then just decided, you know, that um, I was going to do all this stuff full-time. So that's now, fun. That's, that's, um, that's where I'm at. That's definitely fun. I, I am a vlog watcher. Yeah? Who yeah. do you like? Um, some of your right favorite now, vloggers. I'm watching yeah. um, Dub. I don't know if you know what Dub is. Do you be? Yeah, Dub vlogs. No, no, no. no. I haven't. That's Dub funny. I haven't walks heard that. around and just uh, it's just. I like watching vlogs. I've been yeah. watching vlogs since vlogs came out. Okay, Literally so since, wild. Like, the first vloggers, 2008. Uh, it was like the first famous vloggers. I would say it was. Uh, I don't know if you remember. Were you watching YouTube back then? Maybe. Yeah. Remember uh, Shay Carl? No. You remember Shay Carl? No, I should. Nah, it was uh him. It was a. Uh, you remember, uh, fuck, Charles and Allie? No, I don't. I don't remember that. I don't, this is embarrassing. I should know these guys. Yeah, well, this is like be- back in the day, though. Two thousand eight, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand. Nice, like, you know, Shane yeah. Dawson was vlogging for a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was vlogging. Who else is vlogging? There's a lot of vloggers. No, not real. Not a lot of um uh, comic vloggers. I maybe no, noticed. no. Which is crazy that you're doing that. Like, I could watch a vlog. Yeah. Like, I'm one of those people who watch vlogs. Bro, you got to check it out. We have, um, like, 103 episodes as of tomorrow I'm putting out. And so, like, what I do is I, I release um, Tuesday and Friday. And then usually, like, every other week, it's just, like, the comedy show that we have. Like, we'll just do, like, a behind the scenes. Like, just show people's faces when they're on the stage so we're not actually recording their jokes. And then... Um, uh, usually once a week I'll have somebody Shuey who's like the uh, videographer who'll follow me around but I edit all of my own stuff and then I'll carry around like I, I was using that vlog cam earlier you know that I, I don't know if you saw it yes, but um, so I'll carry that around like for the most part everywhere I go and just anything that I deem um, a good clip or whatever I'll just throw it in the vlog so, so it's just it's very sporadic and random but it's a good account of um, like my entire week my entire month stuff like that I could only imagine like how is your storage situation with the videos? Um, bro, that, that's, that's a great question. A that's a great question. There's no um, way to keep that all. In so it, initially, I really wasn't saving anything at all. But I've gotten yeah. I've gotten like a terabyte uh, hard drive over there, and I've started to slowly, you know, try and save as much work as possible. But I have to clear the memory on my on my uh, computer easily if I don't like delete stuff and videos easily three weeks. Oh wow! So it, it takes like because I'm I'm putting up like four videos a week. Shit. Um, so it's two podcasts and two vlogs, like for sure. So by the time I put up twelve videos on my Mac computer, we're figuring that's probably like uh, uh, I don't know, probably like twelve hours of content. You know, around there. Like by that point, I have to delete it just because it can't fit. And I don't. I don't think my computer is that smaller. Doesn't have that much memory. Maybe it has like two hundred fifty six. But the, I mean, yeah, for, yeah. For the most part, I gotta, I gotta delete it. You know, every few weeks. That's impressive. That's definitely impressive. I, even my little editing with doing little clips and subtitles. I was having a hard time with my MacBook. Uh-huh. I actually hate my MacBook. I really hated it. Well, what do you use? It. Use subtitle. What do you use for subtitles? I'm on DaVinci um, Resolve. Okay, and you, you. That's what you use the subtitles through there. Yep myself that was right through there um but i'm doing it myself though it's like yes. i'm like handwritten which i'm about to fucking quit yeah and, you know like i'm seeing people keep post shit with like just the automated ones from instagram and again like four thousand views i post a reel i get like fucking maybe 157 views uh-huh. like what the fuck is going yeah on? yeah it's I all over the place dude it's just really sporadic i feel yeah um i do i do it by hand with davinci resolve um even when I was using my MacBook, it would like freeze sometimes. Yes, editing a video. <laughs> These are the problems I have every freaking day, guys. So yeah, it's it's just a matter of just clearing it out, putting it on the hard drive disk. But yeah, man, editing is a beautiful beast. You know, you really, if you want the project to look exactly how you picture it, you really got to do it yourself. You have to do it. There's you no really way. have to do it yourself. I've I, I paid a few people to do clips for me in the past before, and like it's kind of awkward when it's a good, like it's real good. Um, work that they did for you right but then you kind of want to like nitpick a little bit and say hey can you maybe change the color of this but then that's yeah and at that point you know yeah so you don't want to like bother them too much so you kind of just say all right i'll take it like this and you're not really happy with the with the yeah bro the stuff which is really awkward so I, i feel better editing my own shit so that way you know i can put it out whenever i feel like you know i gotta wait four days for a guy to give me a clip back you know so it's it's a good vibe uh um but I would definitely say, yeah, if you're going to, like, keep doing all this shit, I would say get a PC, bro. 
I got a PC just now. And you see this monitor over here? I just haven't gotten that cord. You see that? I just haven't gotten the cord to fix that. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Get a PC, bro. I got a PC. I traded in my MacBook. Mm -hmm. The price of your MacBook is still worth, and which is insane because that shit sucks. But it's so bad. <laughs> and you being from the Geek Squad, man, I can't help but listen to you. Yeah, it, like, it's really bad. Like, those those are not meant. Is it the Air you have or the Pro? No, the Pro. Okay, yeah. So even the Air is, like, just a scam, like, really. But I got a PC now. Oh, my God. It's like. What's I, one of the main differences besides the mouse? And I guess the keyboard being more solid. Everything that you click on a MacBook gives you, like, that little one second, like, waiting. You know, like, if you're loading a video or. Even anything, like you're just opening a menu, things are just much more crisp on the PC. Like, and when it comes to editing, it's just a night and day. You Like, for instance, if you upload the video to the media pool, you know, cause to drop it down to the bar. To yes, the, sometimes right? it takes a little bit longer. So when you, when, you, <laughs> when you import it from the desktop to the app, you know, it'll give you that little load screen, and then it'll load a little bit, and then it'll, then it'll show some video. <laughs> little rainbow action. And then you got to wait a few seconds, because if you fucking drag and drop it down right on the bar, it's going to lag your whole shit up, right, with the, with the PC. Fucking literally import, drag, drop, down to the middle. I'm playing, I'm editing while it's, like, in its full resolution, too. That's a big problem. And, um, like, when I had the MacBook, I had to put the playback in... Fucking quarter resolution to edit. You have to do that, or you no no. Editing? no. Oh wow, no. You have an i5 with that. I have. I I use um Final Cut Pro. Oh okay okay okay. That's a popular one. That's a popular one. Yeah. So I've heard that Premiere is like for the most part. If you want to do, I guess the most serious editing is the one to to use. But I was using iMovie for so long, so the Final Cut Pro was like an upgrade for me. And it took me a little bit to kind of navigate from iMovie to Final Cut Pro, but I think I'm pretty comfortable now. And I don't know, I'm just, I'm fine using Final Cut Pro. I feel like I can do a bunch of stuff on it. Yeah, that's good. To have that comfortability that when you know you can edit a clip, like you have the idea for what you want to do in your head and you just do it, you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna Yeah, go. yeah, I'm gonna it go. took me a freaking long time to get here, I'll tell yeah. you. But now that I can do it, all, the only thing that stops me from, you know, doing it is just, a, yeah, in a few hours, however yeah. long it ends up taking. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm into it, like this whole... I still recommend you get it. Like I'm, I'm playing games now on this fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Yo, oh my god! Like I'm getting addicted to this game now. It's called um, <laughs> it's called Rust, right? So you literally like you start off like naked with a fucking rock, and you have like built bases and shit. Mm -hmm. But like I was supposed to write. And I was like, let me just get on the game real quick. Just clear my, <laughs> mind. Just clear my mind right quick. And um, yeah, I was on that shit for like eight hours straight. Damn, we'll like, see. I also like, yeah, I get um, I also get in my head editing, and I could definitely see myself editing for freaking seven, eight hours at a time, and not even really seeing the time go by. Sometimes it's fun; it's soothing. Sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes, it could be soothing. It could be soothing. It's just like little things that are annoying when you're trying to like get the playhead to line up where exactly you want it to line yeah, up. Yeah, with the audio, playhead right with time. the audio. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I actually just started filming my podcast too. Like nice just for you too. Yes, right, great. I, I'm getting into the whole color grading thing. You fucking with that yet? Not really. What do you mean? So I, I balance the color on my clips. Is that what you mean? Yes, but like adding like you ever seen like some people on YouTube? They just have like an amazing shot. Like I'm the light on the face here, and then it's like just a beautiful background. You know how they have that? Sure. It's like it's color like a movie, just like a movie. And I've been fucking with that shit now. Color grading. I don't know why. I was just like, yeah, I saw that it made the video look a little bit less dead you know like a little bit less plain it just adds colors to certain areas so i'm pretty much just playing around with that shit but yeah. i'm really just trying to get better if i get better at editing i get get better views and if i get more views i get more you know I don't spots know. I don't know. and then your career just keeps going yeah yeah I mean, upward trajectory so how are you like are you on reels heavy right now or um you know what it's funny i actually just started doing reels within like the last four months i never ever got involved in them i definitely should have a long time ago since i i've done a ton of episodes just alone me here on the couch mm -hmm. um but yeah i've just started to do it recently and then i put for the most part um a lot of similar clips just on tiktok and then i do the youtube i'm trying to balance you know everything yeah, it's being an addict too like that should get you addicted low-key mm -hmm. I had one viral video on TikTok. Um, I did the Village Idiot show with Isaac and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that show. Yeah, I, I did that show, and it went viral. I posted on TikTok. I got, like, 500K views. I was like, oh, I'm I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Like, Hollywood, sign me up. Like, yeah. I'm so fucking hyped. Uh -huh. 
all the comments and shit. I'm like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I went to sleep that night, posted it. I was like, this thing will get no fucking views. When I woke up, my phone was just like the screen was going like that. The straight lights. I'm like, oh, this is so uh-huh. Yeah, TikTok's funny like that. And then um, I posted the part two to that video, and I'm like, oh, it got like 20K. So I'm like, okay, not as big as 550K, but whatever. But it was just like an addicting thing. But then like once you like start posting more, and then those get like 200 views, and you're just like, what am I doing wrong Yeah, right bro. Now? I hear you. That's where I'm at sometimes with my TikTok. Apparently, you just got to do three or four a day. That's what they three say. Three or four a day is a lot. That's what they say. It is a lot of content. But we're going to keep pumping it out. You with the podcast, you with the comedy shows, Omar Jenkins, everybody. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Ted Jones World Podcast. Uh, Omar, anything else you want to say? Why don't you shout out your podcast and Instagram one more time so oh, we can yeah, hear you. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Omar Jenkins. Um, you can follow me on TikTok, underscore Omar Jenkins as well. Um, you go to my Instagram, you find the links to the rest of my stuff. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening to the episode. Absolutely. Yes. Omar, All right. give me a clean handshake there, sir. And we'll see you All guys right. on Thursday.